Eva Maria Limitz, welcome to Counterbalance. Hello, good afternoon. Uh, it's great to have you here. Uh, uh, unfortunately, the the circumstances are not that auspicious. I, I wonder if you could just start by describing for us uh, uh, the concerns of Estonia about the Ukraine crisis. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, of course, we um, uh, follow these developments uh, currently taking place in Europe with great, great concern, uh, particularly the uh, uh, military buildup of Russia's uh, forces next to uh, Ukrainian border. Uh, we saw uh, this military buildup and exercises already last spring. Uh, but uh, now, uh, since the autumn of uh, last year, unfortunately, this constant uh, military buildup uh, next to uh, Ukraine borders is a great concern for us. And of course, also the uh, political demands uh, which uh, have uh, been put forward uh, from Russia um, by uh, together with this military pressure are totally unacceptable from our perspective. I wonder if I could uh, talk to you a little bit about those political demands, uh, because I, I think uh, some of our listeners take those demands seriously. Um, they, they feel that uh, um, some of um, Putin's grievances or expressed grievances are legitimate and sincere. Uh, I suspect from the, the way you, you described it, you don't, you don't see it that way. And so I wonder if you could explain... Um, what you think the relationship is between Russia's rhetoric and their their goals? Uh, from our perspective, uh, uh, we have uh, uh, good enough uh, security uh, infrastructure, security architecture in place in Europe, and uh, all the um, countries, all the countries in Europe, should fulfill this. Uh, um, uh, principles uh, and agreements, uh, including Russia, because also Russia has voluntarily signed up to these um, uh, agreements. And um, we believe that um, uh, there is no reason that we should or we could start to change these uh, um, uh, fund fundamental principles of, of uh, European uh, security architecture. And uh, here we talk about the uh, um, uh, territorial integrity of the um, uh, European countries, also sovereignty of the European countries, sovereignty to choose its uh, own security um, security policies and security guarantees. So this is sovereign right of every country. Uh, but what you see at the moment that uh, Russia is trying to influence its neighbors not to choose voluntarily their um, security guarantees. For example, Ukraine has um, made it clear that Ukraine is interested in, in joining NATO. And uh, this is something that uh, uh, Russia does not like. And, uh, and also... Uh, what we have seen that uh, Russia does not like uh, Ukraine to becoming uh, a democratic and prosperous country. And also, uh, it seems that Russia is interested in um, uh, turning back uh, the history and would like to see buffer zones around uh, uh, its borders. And uh, of course, we uh, absolutely disagree with these perspectives. Because you see that uh, y y you would be one of the buffer zones. Yes, Estonia has direct border with 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 Russia. So, um, would you say then, uh, if I interpret what you just said, that um, Putin's goal is to uh, what we used to call Finlandize 
uh, from the Cold War to Finlandize Ukraine, or worse, uh, and that after Ukraine, Ukraine won't be the first, that, that this will just be the first in a series uh, if there's no price to be paid for Ukraine. Here I would come back with what I just said, that every country in Europe has its own sovereign right to decide which kind of security policies or security guarantees it has. And uh, it is, of course, applicable also for, for Ukraine. And we strongly support uh, NATO's open-door uh, policies, uh, both towards uh, Georgia, towards Ukraine, but also towards uh, other countries in Europe who really uh, um, continue uh, to uh, continue with its uh, uh, democratic uh, reforms and, and uh, implement value-based policies so that they could uh, join our alliance. And uh, third countries uh, do not have any say in this regard. Uh, you know, uh, Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld back in the, the, the Bush administration, he uh, famously said that weakness is provocative. Um, and so I, I think that when we look at uh, Vladimir Putin and the Ukraine crisis, um, there are two groups of people in the United States. There's a, One group is saying, well, we have provoked him uh, by expanding NATO. And people who were saying that would say even expanding NATO into the Baltics um, was a provocative action. And then there's a, there's another group of uh, people, and I, I think I would put myself in that in that category, that says that uh, Russia will advance as far as it's allowed, um, and that what what is the the most uh, the most provocative thing to Russia is uh, is an uh, is an open door or a per perceived open door. Uh, Secretary Rumsfeld also said that we don't know what we don't know. I think that he has uh, been very famous with um, uh, different sayings. Um, uh, but now from the uh, more uh, serious note, uh, then um, unfortunately, uh, uh, from the perspective of Estonia, and we are not naive in Estonia, uh, we really have seen that uh, uh, Russia has aggressive approach towards its its neighbors. And um, uh, the only way to, to stop this is to uh, show united and strong resolve. And uh, therefore, we also strongly, uh, we strongly believe that uh, we should continue to strengthen the um, uh, defense and deterrence posture of, of the eastern flank uh, in NATO and uh, must really show our uh, united and, and strong response so that uh, Russia would not have um, any miscalculations and not, no, not have any intent to, to, to attack um, uh, NATO member states. When you say strengthen the defense and deterrence posture, what, what specific steps would you recommend? We would like to see additional um, uh, forces present in in our region, uh, particularly also, of course, in Estonia. Uh, but more strategically, of course, this um, uh, uh, placement of forces should be uh, or should take into account uh, uh, nature's planning. And I think that it's very important that we continue to uh, discuss it within nature uh, based on um, uh, assessment of, of the uh, changes in the security environment in Europe. Is it is it uh, just the placement of forces, or um, should we also be thinking of um, different kinds of weapon systems um, than we've been than than we have been thinking about previously? 
we would like to see um, permanent presence of of, of um, uh, NATO forces in in our region uh, to complement our own defense capabilities. Um, you know, we're we're going through this period now in the United States where there, on the left and on the right, there's a lot of confusion about what the American role in the world is, what it should be, um, and what it is. I wonder if you could just uh, tell us a bit about uh, the view from Tallinn. If you're looking at uh, Washington, what 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 is it that you uh, most need from Washington, and what would you like to see it do that it's not doing? We would like to see um, U.S. leadership, and uh, we have seen uh, U.S. leadership also uh, during the current uh, crisis. And uh, from our perspective, as um, we are talking here about the um, protracted crisis, uh, then of course we would like to see um, uh, this U.S. leadership continuing. And also it is important uh, that um, uh, U.S. continues to uh, engage all the uh, uh, allies uh, because we talk here about the uh, security uh, concerns of Europe. Therefore, we believe that um, uh, we must be also around this table where we uh, discuss our uh, security concerns. And we very much hope that the uh, U.S. continues to have this leadership and uh, also engages with, with all of us to, to provide solutions together uh, and to have this joint and united uh, resolve when we try to tackle this current um, uh, security crisis. And uh, it's been also good to see that um, uh, it's been um, given uh, the chance to diplomacy uh, because uh, I think that we must have every effort to uh, to really to try to avoid another war uh, in Europe. So uh, I, I think what I hear you saying is that, uh, is that the Europeans' absent U.S. leadership really cannot come together in a in a unified way there's no organizing power um, in Europe is that is that a fair assessment uh here I would like to say that uh, we believe that our security and uh, European security uh, security uh, relies on transatlantic bond and uh, therefore um, uh, we have always been advocating the presence of US forces in Europe and we also welcomed this recent decision to increase uh, US forces in Europe and the US, presen US presence in Europe and um, uh, also in, in our region has a uh, very strong and uh, symbolic uh, meaning for us. Okay, uh, Madam uh, Minister, thank you very much. It's a pleasure having you. Uh, I'm sorry you couldn't stay longer. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. Great. That's all we have here. Huge thank you to everyone for tuning in. Huge thank you to Mike and a huge thank you to Hudson Institute for supporting our work. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, and thank you.